everybody, this is Rachel from Grayscale Gorilla, and welcome to another Grayscale Gorilla podcast. In today's episode, Nick and Chad talk about their first impressions of the brand new release of Cinema 4D R25. Dun, dun, dun. They talk about the good, the bad, the things they like, and the things they hope will be addressed in future releases. Listen on in to hear what they have to say. Hey, Cinema 4D artists, if you're not a Plus member and are feeling left out, check out Grayscale Gorilla Plus, where you will get access to our huge library of materials, lighting tools, animation plugins, and all sorts of other goodies. You can sign up for $49 a month, or you can get 10% off a full year of Plus using the code GSGPODCAST at checkout. Join the thousands of Cinema 4D artists around the world who use Plus to help create beautiful work in less time. And now, without further ado, let's start today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another Grayscale Gorilla live show. Happy Thursday to you all. Happy Friday to you uh, on the other parts of the world. Just waking up if you're watching. Uh, as always, thank you so much for joining us for another Grayscale Gorilla live show. If this is your first episode, we tend to do these every other week on Thursdays. Uh, so if you are uh, subscribed to Grayscale Gorilla, hit the notifications if you want to, you know, let uh, YouTube yell at you when we're going live. Today's show, I'm extra excited about. It's all about the brand new version of Cinema 4D R25. Let us know in the comments if you, two things, if you've upgraded. And second thing, what was your very first version of Cinema 4D? Would love to see that. Um, and man, I'm so excited. Uh, we, we, just, we just skipped right past this guy right over here, drinking some delicious liquid death, not sponsored by the way. Um, Chad Ashley, are you hydrated? And how are you today? Fully hydrated and ready. I've got water and coffee. Uh, I've actually got two waters and a coffee. So I'm, I'm caffeinated, hydrated, ready to go. Uh, amazing. Um, let's pull up the chat room here. And bump, bump, chat overlay. Um, here we are. All right. We got, uh, uh, oh, man, we have Chile in here, turkeys in here from all over the place. Uh, Aziz brought a beer as well. That's fine. That's fine. May join you here in just a bit. Um, we got started with version five. Chris, holy moly. Upgraded uh, version R16. And uh, Chad and I are going to show you, share with you guys our first version here in just a bit. But we got to see what's going on over here. Not yet. Been on since R8. Yeah, you may, have to, you may have to do some math here. 7XL. <sighs> 2.4 oh my god that may be around 2.4 so they released a like a number a year for forever so if i started in i think i started in seven or something like that so seven was seven years let's call it maybe roughly that was 2002 or three so okay. or no 2002 i guess would have been seven or one or two so if you go back seven years late 90s it's amazing. Wow. Amazing. Um, just upgraded, used since R21. Welcome. Jamaica's here. 90s on an Amiga. Uh, I didn't even know it worked on an Amiga. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, I forgot about the Amiga. Are you broadcasting from your basement today, Chad? Um, you need... The, fill us in real quick here, Chad. You are in a new location. People were asking on the last show... Uh, with uh, smear balls. If you haven't watched that episode, make sure to go check that out later today. Um, I didn't get to ask you about your new location here. Chad, where are you? What is going on? 
So uh, we moved out of our house and we got uh, a studio, we got a Grayscale Gorilla North studio. Uh, we kind of lovingly call it the Annex. And it's a space that all of our Chicagoland people can come and work from. And we're doing some material scanning here. And Jake works here with us. He's on the stream right now. I think he's manning the chat. So we got this really awesome space. I'm not sure how much you can see. Probably if you maybe if you throw me to full screen, it might widen out a little bit. You could see a little bit more. It's kind of a mess right now. We're waiting for some more furniture to to get here, and I still have to hang all my uh, boards up. I haven't hung those up yet, but it's a really awesome kind of industrial space. We'll do a full kind of like uh, walkthrough once everything is kind of set up and working and whatnot. But yeah, I've been loving it, man. I've been so loving it. That's great. We did a little full screen in there while you were talking. Uh, I've stopped by last week i was in chicago for a kind of a mini half res event that was happening it was amazing to see some of you who were there you know it was a much smaller crew um but it was so great to catch up with you guys you too chad it's awesome to see your new space uh and also to the team who is here including jake who's here to uh spring some links and help out and and uh, monitor the chat um we also have jacqueline said hey y'all We'll be hanging out, hooking you up with links. So give it up for Jacqueline and uh, Jake. Uh, thank you guys so much for helping out. And um, if if we say something like a link or something that helps you guys, look for them to put it in the chat here. And Sean's here. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Thank you all up, so much for coming. Um, all right. My first version, I think I already said it. I think it was six something or seven. And it was back when, when they you had to buy separate modules. So you, mm. you could buy the core version of Cinema 4D for like, I want to say like six, 700 bucks or something like that. But then for every module you wanted, if you wanted character animation, I think that was a module. Once MoGraph came out, that was a module. I think even Dynamics was a module for a little while. Um, but somewhere in the early teens, like a 12, 13, 14, they just slammed it all into one version or they kind of started phasing it out and now you could just get one version which makes it so much easier um but yeah so that's my first version chad what what do you think do you remember yours i'm gonna see if you remember it you so you told me your your dark secret of using cinema 4d because you were a you know a max and a maya guy as far as i knew mostly max right yeah and mostly. uh chad chad came up to me at half res and he goes um look man don't tell anybody. I'm using a lot of Cinema 4D lately. And I gave Chad. Chad wasn't working with us or anything. It's just, you know, Chad that I've known forever in the industry. And I gave him the biggest hug. And I said, welcome. Welcome to the Cinema 4D world. And then, and then I said, I will make fun of you tomorrow. But right now, <laughs> right now, I'm just excited that you are a part. So so that was that would have been one of the big half reses. I'm going to say five years ago. I'm going to go ahead and say 24. I'm going to say 21. Mm. I'm, going to, I'm going to go with 21. Honestly, I think it was 18. I, th I think it was 18. 18. Yeah, dude. Or wait, no. When did uh, takes come out? Uh, I don't know. Because whenever know. take, I think that was the thing that I saw that I was like, oh, I got to go and like check this out and look at it and evaluate it again. And I want to say whatever version takes came out. If anybody in the audience knows what version takes came out, that's the ver first version I ever used. Yeah, I because was, I think it was 18. I forget in the last few years, they've also been 
launching two versions, so it adds an extra number. So I, I, I guess I didn't do my math right. So we had uh, S24 in earlier this year. And now, of course, what we're here to talk about today and what we're really excited to dig into is R25. Thank you all for letting us know um, uh, where you started. I'm looking at Andy says 17, R17 maybe. Oh, no. I think this is their was guess oh, for okay. you, Chad. This is yeah, their yeah. guess for you. Takes were 18, that, 19 maybe. That sounds right. 17 maybe. Okay, so somebody, Leo saying that R18 was Vernoy. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was, I think 19 it was 17 or right. 18. I mean, maybe it's 19. I don't know. Dude, it all just kind of blends together after a while. Um, all right. Uh, we are so excited. So here's the plan today. We're going to be talking about the brand new version of R25, which just released last week from Maxon. Um, it is a polarizing release. Um, there is a lot new. There's a lot changed. And there's a big new future for Cinema 40 that they're starting to show us with this new interface and all these other features that are popping out. So we're going to dig into uh, some of our favorite uh, parts of R25, some of the things that uh, I know I was definitely confused about at first, and, and it's getting you know more understandable the more I used it. I've had some time to play around with it. Uh, finally got everything installed and upgraded and Octane running, and it's it's flying. Um, I've had some, well, we'll talk about it, some of the stuff with the Wacom pen and scrubbing and all this stuff that I, I'm definitely interested to uh, talk about and also hear your thoughts, Chad. And then later in the show, we're going to pop into R25 and show you specifically some of the pitfalls, some of the cool parts, like just kind of generally show you around uh, where we're standing with R25 right now and also answer any questions you guys have because that's really what we're here to do. Uh, answer your questions. And if you're a Plus member, uh, this is uh, part of what we do. We show up uh, and answer your specific questions to help keep you up to date with all the latest stuff um, and also help you create beautiful renders. Um, one last piece of news before we jump into R25 um, is Plus members, uh, we are now fully compatible with R25. If you haven't updated, Go to, the, uh, go to your dashboard and you can download the latest version of the Grayscale Gorilla Hub. And it's really easy to just install it and click install all and all of your plugins will be updated. And also be sure to watch the video on our R25 page because it shows you how you can instantly move your existing uh, library of assets, HDRIs, materials, and plug it into R25 without having to re-download everything. So that saves a ton of time and a ton of bandwidth if you just simply follow the one, two, three steps on that page. And I did it yesterday and it took, you know, just a couple minutes really to go through the whole process. So definitely go check that out. If you're a Plus member, you are all ready to go with R25 and um, it's flying around in there. All right, get your questions ready, everybody. We'll be talking R25. Um, we have a huge crowd here. Thank you guys so much. It's our uh, biggest crowd in uh, a few live shows. So for those of you who are new to these shows, thank you guys so much. We're going to dig in and start answering your questions all about R25. And uh, Andy Andy put it in a in a good way, maybe something we could start with here. Andy says, uh, let me just throw it up on the screen. R25 is a grower. <laughs> There's a lot to like if you live with it for a week or so. I think this sums up a little bit of um, not only my um, you know, initial thoughts versus, you know, actually playing with it and using it. 
I think um, when it first was announced and the videos all came out, you know, just watching the videos, there was a lot to kind of think about. There's a lot of expectations as I installed it and was getting kind of ready for this big new interface change. And as I started playing with it, um, I, I felt my shoulders relax. And once I found out where my cloner went, and once I found out where my sphere went, I just felt a little bit better. And um, Chad, what are your initial thoughts or what were your initial thoughts and and where are you now after using R25 for a, a week or so? And, 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 and one last thing, get your questions ready in the audience because we're going to be jumping to you guys in just a bit. Yeah, I think that overall it's it's good. It just there's just some decisions that I'm a little bit like, huh, like that is weird. Or maybe that wasn't I don't really agree with that. Oh, and that's fine. You know, we don't we don't always have to agree on on UI uh, changes, but yeah, I think it's okay. It's a good release. Uh, I like it more now after playing with it for a solid amount of time. Um, but there are issues with it that I think everybody should be aware of, and hopefully we can get some stuff changed. Yeah, so maybe you could fill in, um, you know, what was your um, what was your thing that stood out as like, wow, that is a positive big change that they made, and what is something that stands out to you that's like, you know, not sure where they're going with this with this change, mm -hmm. and for and for you know, for those of you who haven't tried it yet maybe a way to kind of frame this conversation is like what to expect when you go in for it, or if you've only just installed it, trying to help our audience out there, you know, manage these changes because they're there, whether we like them or not, frankly. Um, so with that, with that kind of framing, what's, what, what, what is your favorite piece and what's, what's the thing that you're like, you know, what's going on? Well, I think before we get into it, I do want to say that, you know, their release schedule is really aggressive. So they have to put out a lot of stuff in a short period of time. So I understand that that is like a challenge. And so I understand that, you know, um, we're not going to see like massive updates every single time a new version comes out. Um, so yeah, I do understand that. Um, however, like everybody that has not installed it yet needs to understand that the content browser is gone. So content browser is gone. The ability to use the content browser for catalogs, because that's something that I did. I, I like to link files in my content browser via catalogs so that I could just quickly bring them into cinema and whatnot. So I met uh, a few people that were um, unaware that that was even gone. So yeah, that is is gone. I was a bit sad to see that go. But I will say that I'm actually enjoying the asset uh, browser. I think that it's actually got some interesting, cool features. And I also think, I think honestly, this release is big for people who are looking for workflow stuff. So I think it's a, it's a good release if you're looking for ways to collaborate with someone or a team and really like, uh, you know, shore up your workflow and put together some presets and rigs and share stuff. And I think this release is actually really good for that. Um, I think the things that I don't like about this release are almost exclusively the UI choices. I think the, and you already know that I, I, I've already mentioned this on Twitter a few times. I think it's overall too dark. And um, I, I think the icon design, uh, the monochromatic icon design is really, really hard for me to 
um, differentiate what I'm looking at. So a lot of what we do as visual people is we're looking at an interface all the time and, and we sort of memorize what that icon is or the color combination or maybe even the contrast level of, a, of an icon or something. Because nine times out of 10, we're not reading that stuff. You know, it's going to be very hard for us to like sit there and read a menu every time we want to grab something. We're visual people. We want to see an icon. And a lot of the icons are monochromatic and they kind of blend into the interface and you can't really tell what you're looking at. So it becomes really hard uh, to develop that muscle memory uh, with your eye because you're just constantly like, I, is that the, is that what, is that the bend? Is that the taper? Like, and it, it's just kind of hard to, to, to see. And then there's other things about, you know, you can, I can go on and on about, about dark UI. I mean, of course I like dark mode on most things, but you have to be careful with dark mode because what ends up happening with dark mode is your eyes, your pupils dilate. Your pu it's dark, your pupils dilate just a little bit. And if you know anything about cameras, if you have a, a, a wide aperture, you have a very um, small focal plane. And so your eyes are working harder to kind of like essentially look at a piece of text or an icon or whatnot. And what that leads to is eye fatigue. So I'm not saying that their, their, their interface is like so crazy dark. I'm thinking it's just like a little bit too dark for me. So I tweaked it a little bit um, and uh, uh, I, don't, I don't actually know if I saved that setting or not, but I was playing with it the other week and I found a, a setting that I liked that was working better for me. But overall, I think there's just some weird decisions with the UI that I'm not really in love with. Um, but I will say, positive, them moving stuff around, I think a lot of people were really like bummed about that. And people were like, oh man, my muscle memory, ah. Oh. And I gotta say, like I th I agree with most of the things they did uh, when it comes to moving stuff around. I I don't think they were on the wrong track there. They're trying to basically keep you in a s similar area so that you're not having to basically span your entire screen to grab something, which I really like. Um, but I will say the um, where they lost me is just in the color, the UI, the icons things like that, um, I think need to be tweaked a little bit. It's it, monochromatic icons are tough, man. Like there's a reason why icons usually have an outline around them. And that's because you want them to pop. Now it may not be the most visually uh, design, you know, pretty or, or, you know, it might not be aesthetically awesome or whatever. I'm struggling with words today, but you know, like it, it there's a reason that they do that. It's because you need that readability. And you can't sacrifice uh, readability for for design as much as you know. As a designer, I would love to, but when it comes to UI and UX, you, it's readability is number one. Um, but yeah, I feel like I just rant ranted there for. No, I I, th I think it's a good framing for kind of initial reactions because you know my my reaction was I knew going in that a lot of stuff was moved and changed and you know, watch some of the videos out there and, and, um, and was kind of ready. And what I realized was I've been using shift C more and more as I, as they add new features and as I forget where certain modeling tools are and where certain, um, you know, effectors are and all that stuff. And I've been moving away from menus and knowing where all the icons are in general. And so I found myself just reaching for Shift C, um, which if you haven't used it yet, is, I think they call it the Commander, but it's essentially an easy search tool for everything inside of Cinema 4D. So if you ever 
uh, are not sure where something is or what the new icon looks like, if you do remember the name of it, you could hit Shift-C on your keyboard and just start typing and hit Enter, and it'll pop up in your um, uh, uh, in your in your layers over there, basically. So that's been saving my butt for sure. I've been trying to, you know, try to remember to use the new icons and the new menus. Which, by the way, like you said, I like that it's over on the right now. That does feel more intuitive going down next to the um, um, kind of the assets there. That does feel better. I just, I just can't quite yet. It's only been a week on, you know, remember what each icon is. So I've been finding myself using Shift C. It's been saving my butt as far as like where everything is, and it really allows, you know, me to not really worry about as they change uh, the icons themselves and try to just use that. Um, I will say uh, I do so far like the darker mode. I like more real estate on the screen for the viewport. I like how they laid everything out and made it more there. Um, I really enjoy the hot corner uh, metaphor. And uh, if you haven't used it yet, there's four little hot buttons in each uh, corner of the in, a, in the main interface that opens up. I'm going to forget all of them, but I think the timeline from one side your material manager from one corner, um, the new uh, asset library from one corner, and I forget the fourth one. Um, but it's a hot corner button. And I'm actually really excited about that because that allows you to kind of open an interface that you don't need all the time and then easily close it and put it away. And we'll be showing you guys that too when we jump into uh, kind of a screen sharing portion a little bit later today. Um, but that was... That was cool. I dug that. And other than that, um, a couple other notes I, I wanted to touch on, which might be a setting. I, I got to figure this out, but I use a Wacom tablet. I use a pen for everything I do. I just, I had serious mouse problems and RSI problems over 10 years ago. And I switched to this and it just helped me so much. Um, up until now, it's worked really, really well. <laughs> up in, until now. I know exactly now. what you're going to say. This is <laughs> almost worked. keeping me from using this program, to be completely honest. Go ahead. It is It is really rough. Um, and there might be something I'm missing. But something I'm finding. So let, let me say the positive first, first, which is I really enjoy the idea that you can go grab and scrub on almost any number. And it works with your mouse or a pen. And you can just scrub on it, and it pretty intuitively moves the slider up and down. And it doesn't do that thing it used to do where it was like it would just crank it to a billion, uh, and you could never scrub because the, the slider would go to a billion and you would crash cinema. I haven't seen that, so I do like that they're limiting the, the clickability. It's really easy to click in. They also added this thing where you can click and then start typing um, or use your arrow keys to move up and down a slider. So we'll show this a little bit later, but what ends up happening, at least for me, is the the um, uh, the number that you're changing stays highlighted after you use the arrow keys or after you scrub it. And then what's the like next button that you usually hit after that? For me, it's like moving around the interface, which means I type a one or a two or a three. <laughs> because I don't use a mouse, guys. I'm using one, two, and three to navigate around. And what do you think happens to that slider that is highlighted when you hit three on it? <laughs> that perfect amount of slider scrubbiness that you just dialed in that said, you know, 232 clones or whatever I was scrubbing on. And I feel like this is exactly what I want. I go touch my keyboard and pivot my 
uh, camera around and boom, that number goes to two. <laughs> and so I got to go back and remember where we were. Um, I don't know if you've bumped into that chat or if there even maybe there's a fix for it, but yeah. there is uh, some muscle memory there that I really, really have to struggle because I've, I've been messing that up over and over. I have tried to click out of it, you know, and, and this uh, Photoshop yeah. does this a little bit too. You're like typing and then you click <laughs> out of it. Yep. There might you, be you try to like do that thing that like you shouldn't have to do, but you do it so that it doesn't break. And right. like, I hate that. So number one, I despise numeric field sliders, hate them, hate them because with a, with a, with a Wacom, uh, it's almost impossible to get the hit just right. Um, so you end up misclicking and I misclick on in this program more than any other program I've used. And, and I, I, you know, I don't know if anybody out there uses Fusion, but Fusion has the same thing. They introduce the, the slider numeric inputs, and they're terrible too. Like I always misclick. Oh, let me try this, and it, it's just ter it, there, There's no reason for it. I don't understand. I don't think anybody was asking for this. I don't recall anybody uh, suggesting this, but I, I don't understand why that was needed. Um, to me, it, it just kind of feels like um, it. I, I, don't, I don't, maybe there's just not as many Wacom users out there. I, I don't know. But when I, when I'm in 25, I am like, is this going to keep me from using this program? When I, when I just misclick five times and I'm just like, this, I'm, I, what am I doing? It just frustrates me. Yeah. I'm hoping it's, I mean, I'm hoping it's one of those things we can get used to quickly. This happens all the time with any interface change. And I'm already, like I said, it hasn't been so many days. I, I was out of town. I was in Chicago uh, during the announcement. So I really haven't gotten a, a ton of hours on it. But even in the in the few uh, you know moments that I've had with it, I do feel more and more comfortable every time I use it. Um, but it definitely is, for me, you know, gosh, uh, approaching 18 years of muscle memory uh, and about 10 or 11 of them with a, with a tablet that is is pretty tricky and you know that's tricky for anybody that's really going to drastically change the interface so I, I i hope that i hope that it's that easy that we can just uh get used to it um but it is some, I just definitely hope something allow us to I, turn it off like just let us turn that off turn <laughs> off the scrubbing right just turn off that feature please and maybe somebody out there knows a hack a way to do it or something i i don't know but it's yeah, definitely and you know, the thing that drives me nuts I gotta say too, what what's nice, um, and this is part of the 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 you know why they went subscription too, is they can go update and fix stuff now and just get it out to everybody, which is really cool. They couldn't do that before for a lot of reasons and legal reasons to give you a, a big patch back in the day with new updates and features. Now they could just come out with a, a fix and a little update. They uh, they did this last version when they came out with those. Um, dynamic placement tools which i which those i love those by the way if, if you guys haven't upgraded s24 and you've been waiting for 25 don't forget you if you're sitting on 23 right now you actually get two versions of updates when you upgrade to 25 you get everything in 24 and 5 some of those things that they announced in 24 are these dynamic placement tools that let you dynamically put stuff on a table and and without having to place it so everything's not touching really, really fun and really in intuitive, I think. 
And something everybody was asking for, including me, was the ability to hit record and animate that stuff. And right after that 24 version, so many people were mentioning that, that they just came out with a patch and they're like, now you could just hit record um, and record all these keyframes of your dynamic placements. And so now you could like smash stuff together in, in using your pen on the, on the screen and then play it back in real time. Anyway, I'm only mentioning it because, you know, the, the reasons we talk about this stuff and and hopefully somebody at Maxon might watch these kind of things, it's like they hear enough feedback, they're going to go, you know, make a setting or a feature that helps these kind of things. So that's the whole idea behind this stuff is to talk about the tools that we use every day and and talk about what, what we like and maybe what they could change in the future. And, that, and I encourage everybody out there to build that relationship with any piece of software that that you use. Uh, because it helps everybody. It helps users. It helps companies understand what what their audience wants, and yeah. um, it, it it's endlessly helpful. Right? We talked about on last live show how we got uh, feedback on Signal updates, right? And then we came out with a a big new version of Signal that actually addressed a lot of those things and a lot of things people were jumping into, but we would never would have known that without our customers and our the users of our software letting us know like, hey, I use this all the time, but what if it did this? So um, anyway, that's uh, that's all there. Why not use all click instead of one, two, three, Raphael? I don't know, It's that's another muscle memory. I just, I've always used it. I've always used one, two, three. Um, let's see here. Uh, maybe it's a good time to jump into a few questions, Chad. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. What do you got? Guys out there, if you have a R25 question, we're also going to jump into some of the other features that um, uh, they came out with and talk about those in more detail. And we're also going to jump into Cinema 4D R25 here. And if there's any questions we can't answer, you know, just on screen here, hopefully we can answer them once we jump into um, into R25. Uh, all right, let's get some questions. Uh, try to add a queue. Thank you, Thomas, for adding a queue there. That helps us out. And um, this is a good question. If anybody knows the answer, this is actually something I would like to know. Thomas says, is there a way to change the hot corner? For instance, replace the timeline with the plus library. I was trying to do this um, yesterday with, with, uh, without success. I didn't look too deeply into it. But what I did want to happen was when I clicked the uh, material manager, I wanted the material manager to come out and then put the plus library at the bottom of it so that I can add materials really easily while I'm in material manager mode. And then when I click the hot corner again, it just moves everything, including the plus library up into that icon. Um, it wasn't working for me. Maybe there's another setting or another way around it. Has anybody changed a hot corner? Do they allow that? Uh, I don't know the answer. Chad, have you, have you messed with it? I don't, I didn't like them. If I'm being honest, like, like I, I, I kind of just already made my layout the way that I like it. And I guess the reason that uh, collapsible um, it, it, collapsible elements kind of like throw me off is because they kind of shift everything. And if you have like an IPR going, that can screw things up. Um, so I kind of like to keep everything in in its place and i don't like to use like you know collapsible stuff that often so well, yeah i'm mostly that's actually what i'm really excited about when we do the screen sharing is your um 
your interface, like how you set up your layout. I'm really excited about that. Because I honestly, guys, I tend to copy Chad because he's <laughs> he's thought a lot more about it than I tend to. Um, and we'll we'll dig into that a little bit later after we answer some more questions. Um, uh, Ed 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 Warrell, it's probably a probably messed that one up from Twitch. Thank you for watching over at Twitch. Appreciate you guys. Facebook, if you're watching there as well, and of course YouTube. When will uh, HRI link be available for Art Twenty Five? It is now currently available. So if you're a Plus member. Uh, you can go in and download the new hub and install absolutely everything compatible with R25, including HDRI link. And of course, you get all of the HDRs uh, as well. Um, and so definitely go check that out. I think if you go to the website, click on the top banner and uh, you will, will get access to that. If you're not a Plus member, R25 is, uh, uh, R, your R HDRI link is compatible through S24 and for 25 and forward, everything uh, Grayscale Gorilla is now in plus. So if if you are using S24, you're all set to go. We'll, we're, we'll never be taking your HDRI link away or any plugins you've used back in the past. But starting with uh, R25, all upgrades will be included in for plus members only. Good news is, is because you're an existing member and you've purchased our stuff in the past, we have a special offer for you guys that is in your library. So if you're looking at upgrading to uh, Plus and getting everything for R25, definitely go into your dashboard as a customer. Just use your regular login. This goes for everybody who's ever purchased anything from us uh, in the past. And you have a special offer inside of there to join Plus and to get absolutely everything, including all the materials and all the other stuff on the site. So don't forget to check that out. And of course, for any Plus members, you are all set, ready to go. Just go download the latest hub and you are ready to go all right let's see here any other questions um let me jump down here when when's the grayscale gorilla token what would you get what would you get with the grayscale gorilla token like access to um like events you know um i don't know early access to you know tools and material collections that'd be swag. interesting some swag I mean, it'll just go up forever, right? The Grayscale Gorilla coin. That's that's how that works. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Um, all right. Works great. Ian, thank you so much. Sounds like you upgraded to R25. You're ready to go. And thank you so much also for linking to this. You can see all of the updates and R25 and all the licensing updates there. And we got... Uh, new redshift update yeah let's jump into this one uh not in r25 questions what are your thoughts on the new redshift update chad i know you've been using redshift a lot what's what are your thoughts i think it's good i i haven't really played around with um with rt that much i just kind of turned it on and turned it off and just kind of like you know saw that it was working or whatnot um, but the whole RT thing is interesting. I, I think it, it could be something that is really useful for people, um, specifically those that may not have a, a you know, super powerful GPU rig. Um, and yeah, it, it's cool, man. I, I was playing with it a little bit, uh, but honestly, like my system, I didn't really see a huge benefit other than, you know, from just like rendering it out re regularly. Uh, but I need to play with it more, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super hoping that Redshift 
uh, releases Random Walk Subsurface very soon. Or God, please let that happen. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, on, honestly, I've been really happy in Redshift. It's it's definitely Aces when they introduce like the default uh, Aces at def as default. It really like opened that up again for me. It opened up Redshift again for me because one of the things that was holding me back with Redshift uh, was the look of it. I didn't really love the look of it. It didn't really have um, a really filmic kind of look. Uh, and when Aces became default and it wasn't, you didn't have to jump through all these hoops to get it working. I was like, wow, okay, I'm going to look at this again. And now we're using it internally a lot more these days. So yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm just really hoping that they bring uh, some of these, some of these new features out soon. Yeah, I'll have to uh, dig more into it. I've really been obsessed with the um, Aces workflow in Octane ever since you put that video out. Uh, and it's a huge, huge step up in, like you said, that filmic quality. If anybody here watching has not checked out the, uh, and, and you use Octane, Chad's five minutes Aces tutorial on Octane, go check that out. Uh, and if you're a Plus member, we dive deep into Aces as well in uh, a big piece of training. And like Chad said, uh, Redshift now supports it natively, like almost automatically, right? Like you're just ready yeah. to, to go. It's it's on and, by default, which kind of think screws up a lot of people. But if you just kind of take a minute to like look at what they're doing, um, it it makes sense. Yeah, it's it really is a game changer. I, I describe it for anyone that went through the linear, um, the the linear versus um, uh, oh gosh, I'm losing the the name. What what was that mode that we went 2. through? Two point two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The gamma um, kind of issues that were happening in the in the early 2000s or mid 2000, or I guess it was late 2000s, 2008, nine. That was a huge shift, um, and it was hard to kind of understand. It was, and, and it made your scene much darker, and you had to kind of add a lot more light to things. This is really similar. It's a really a new way to kind of think about how you light and how you um, how you use the program i think it really fundamentally shift shifted the realism of every render i've put through octane ever since you showed it and now if it's in redshift that's just even better so definitely check it out linear workflow that's what it was thank you yeah uh, yeah it's, it's pretty sick dude i gotta say though that like one thing that i think people get tripped up on um especially uh if you're if you're new to aces one thing that you'll notice like if you render out something that's like white and you render it out in aces it's not really white so um you especially if you're doing like motion design you want something like really poppy uh it's going to be really hard to out of straight out of the renderer get that poppy bright look because aces naturally wants to like kind of give it a shoulder and it. uh and like taper it off in a really beautiful way so if you're a plus member, hit me up on uh, the GSG Connect Slack because I made a little uh, LUT that is applied after ACES that kind of just boosts it a little bit. Kind of, I call it like a little like uh, ACES vibrancy push that kind of pushes things up a little bit afterwards. So if you're a member, hit me up on the Slack. I think I posted it there not that long ago, but I can repost it if, if you need it. Yeah, good reminder for anybody who is a Grayscale Gorilla member. We have our Slack channel, and people are answering questions all the time there, helping each other out, get stuck with techniques or uh, hardware or what even what hardware is available at this point. People are really having great conversations there. 
Anybody who's ever purchased anything uh, from Grayscale Gorilla has instant access to our Slack channel. Make sure you go log in and uh, come join us. And uh, it's been an awesome community and growing all the time. So definitely come join the Slack channel. Hope to see you in there. Uh, let's get a few more questions here. And I'm going to go through some other new features in R25 and kind of talk about them. If you haven't used them, obviously, we could skip skip any of these. Um, but I just wa went down and I watched uh, Rick's video where he kind of taught, went through every uh, uh, new feature and wrote them all down here. So thank you, Rick. That was helpful. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So we have the new tabs at the top. So so the tabs mm. now allow you to quickly switch between different scene files and layouts without having to go to a dropdown. And at first, I'm like, is it really that, you know, that difficult to go into a menu? The more I play with, the more I really enjoy that. You know, it kind of feels like uh, you're in a browser, like a, and you have 20 Chrome tabs open, like I always do. And you can quickly kind of eyeball where you're heading and you can copy and paste between things or eyeball your settings on one side and bring it over and uh and do all that stuff so um yeah maybe we'll uh head back and do like a lightning round at some of the last few features here in in cinema and then um answer any more questions people have and 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 try to wrap in the next 15 20 minutes how, how do you feel yeah let's i think people probably have a ton of questions about the stuff that we just talked about so yeah that's a good idea yeah so pull up um Awesome turnout, by the way, guys. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, if you want to, you know, help us out, make sure you hit the thumbs up thing. That'll let people know that we're live. It'll also let people know that you enjoy what you're seeing and kind of help us out on YouTube. You know, it's all algorithms at this point, guys. Help us out. Uh, and by the way, um, if you want to join us in future live shows, we tend to do these every other Thursday. So definitely put that on the calendar or hit the notifications in YouTube and YouTube will yell at you instead. Um, so let's do this. Let's get some questions ready. If you have any questions based on what Chad showed, and then I'll also talk about some of the other new features that I, uh, did not have a ton of time to, to jump into, but if anybody has questions about it's something we might be able to answer in future shows, other new features include scene nodes, uh, which came out last version. I think 24 was the first version with scene nodes. But now you have some new interesting nodes uh, and ways to use them, including capsules, which is kind of a hierarchy version. It's almost a like an effector way of using the new scene nodes. Uh, you can now import data from databases. So if you have um, a bunch of external data that you want to bring into Cinema easily, uh, that used to be really difficult. You had to have like a specific plugin or a specific you know parser to get all this data in. Now it's built right into scene nodes. Uh, and then, of course, this blue noise thing, which I love. It's like a circle packing, you know, algorithm that allows, you know, for, like a bunch of objects to be in the same space without touching, no touching. And I am really excited to dig into that. Um, I just haven't really had the time to dig into scene nodes. Um, Chad, any thoughts on scene nodes? Have you been able to sneak in there, either the last version or this version? Um, one last thing. I know I... I I've done this twice now. I ask you a great question, Chad, and then I and then I just keep talking. Something <laughs> that's just something, what you do. It's just kind of what I do, guys. Uh, something to remember is they are changing C nodes a lot, and so you know, like we talked about with the with the asset browser and all this stuff, you got to be careful because as they update it, things break. So it, it, it's very much a beta, or I don't know what what Maxon's term for this is, but it's very early on. 
And I think it's going to be a major part of cinema. Obviously it's built into the new core. It's super fast, but it's something to keep in mind is if I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, chat or Chad, if you made stuff in R20 S24 and, and open it in 25, a lot of that breaks. And so you just have to be really careful as you play with this stuff. Um, it is changing very, very quickly. So thoughts yeah. on scene nodes, Chad, or any, any other thoughts about that? You know, I, I'm, I've played with them when they were brought into 24 and then I played with them again and I played with capsules and I gotta be honest, I, I think they're, they're very complicated They're Even for someone that's been doing it for a long time, I feel like it's, um, it, it was really hard for me to figure out what it, what was going on and what it was doing. And then I think there was like, it, 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 there's just like so many, um, here's, I guess the best way to, to put it is like, I feel like I didn't get a sandbox. I got boards and a bag of sand and some nails and like, I don't know how to build the sandbox and, and most node based systems, Houdini, uh, and, and some others are give you some more, I guess, fully constructed building blocks to the things that you need to do. And I feel like that isn't there yet. And, and so for me, I just got frustrated if I'm being completely honest, like I just got a little frustrated and I was like, I don't know if I'm, yeah, I'm going to wait and see where this goes because right now I, I tried to actually use the circle packing thing that you talked about. And I try, I had an idea that I wanted to try to make and I couldn't make it. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. And that, I feel that's, like that's, that's where I'm struggling. Yeah. I think that's a good way to say it, which I, I see the power in this. Like, first of all, obviously the new core is way faster. Everything I've seen built with this and I've, it's super fast. And, and uh, Andy, by the way, had the right term. They call it a tech preview. So I think that's a good way to think of this. This is a tech preview of technology that will be coming soon and, and, and easier to use in future versions of Cinema 4D. And so I, I'm with you. That we're in the... Um, we're not quite in the Ikea world of building stuff. We're in the like Home Depot world of building stuff. You need to understand how to really get nails and wood and paint and how to plain wood and go build a chair from scratch. Um, if, if, you, if you follow this metaphor, this crazy, stupid metaphor here, <laughs> you, you have to be a woodworker to un to really understand and really dig into how all this stuff works. And if you are and and you and you are more technically minded or really have the time to dig into all these nodes, there's some super powerful stuff you can go build, but but you're really at that Home Depot uh, uh level of you got to really do it all yourself from scratch. Yeah. And then I think as we move forward, things like capsules make this feel a little bit more like an IKEA Right. So now now we got some instructions. It's a little bit more clear, but you still got to really put a lot of work in to, to get the bookshelf uh, up and, and running. And it's not as a as as creative as a, as an act as it is really um, almost rule following or, or trial and error, I, I should say. It's kind of how it feels right now. But yeah. there is going to be a world in the very near future. Obviously, this is where they're headed, where they're going to come out with a, 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 a new effector, a new node, a new MoGraph tool, something um, that brings this technology to, to more of an artist and a designer type where they can now 
you know, slide on the sliders and get the look they're looking for. And, and we're obviously on our way there. We're just not quite there yet. So it's super powerful. But like you said, Chad, it's, it's the instruction manual is not really there yet. And it's not intuitive. Yeah. What, I think what, what were you that's saying? The thing, what I wanted to touch on is that I really feel like um, the reason that I like using Cinema 4D is because it's very intuitive. Uh, it's, it doesn't get in my way creatively. And it is powerful enough for most of the things that I want to do. And I really, I want to see the nodes maxonified, if that makes sense. So I don't, I haven't seen that yet. So I haven't seen what nodes look like. We all know the complexity of nodes in Houdini, uh, in uh, Blender, all that stuff, right? We, we know that that's a complex uh, paradigm that exists in these other programs that, that is, you know, powerful as shit, but like complicated. I want to see that maxonified to the point where it's intuitive. It feels nice. It's designed well, and it doesn't get in my way. If they can figure out a way to make that happen, similar to how XSI was, I, I always like bring that up, but it, I think they were on to something back then. Anyway, I really hope that because right now it feels like it doesn't feel very cinema 4D, you know? Yeah. I and I think they've been clear, like um, like they said there. Um, I forgot who set it up top. I just had it on the screen. They're they've been pretty clear this is not production ready. And I think it's just a reminder here because every other new big feature for years and years and years is has really been pretty stable and ready to rock for for everybody you know when Vronoi fracture comes out for example years ago you're like i can just start using this and so it's just a reminder everybody that this is different this is a this is different and it's a new uh like andy helped us remember a tech preview and so go play with it go you know uh kind of mess around with it but but you know, uh, if you're like me or you're excited to like what the next step is, um, Raid Zero says Maxonified is the word of the week, Chad. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Any other any other questions as we move on to a couple last features? We got the track modifier, which um, I, I haven't played around with too much. It looks pretty powerful for some, um, some animation effects and, and kind of smoothing data, smoothing mocap data as far as I've, I've been seeing. Uh, haven't been able to dig into it too much, but um, hope hope to uh, see some more about that. Chad, any any track modifier? Um, I haven't have played with, with it. That? I haven't played with it, but I've been I've watched a bunch of videos. I, I I feel like there's parts of it that kind of don't make sense. Then there's parts of it that do. So I need to get in there and like play with it. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's stuff like that that I think is is needed. Um, but yeah, awesome. I, as somebody are, said, I think uh, I saw on there like um, I, I think some people are like excited about like the idea of cinema being becoming more like Houdini. And is it weird that I'm not? <laughs> like, is that weird? <laughs> like, I, I I like cinema for the reasons that I like it, and I hope, really hope that they make nodes again using that word maxonified. Because that's the reason I like it. I like it because it's pretty. It's got a great UI. Uh, it's fun. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm weird that way. No, I I think it's. I think you'd agree with with this, which is cinema's best feature is that is it's approachable for new 3D artists. 
right? right. Um, it is easy to use. You can almost, what I really love about cinema, and, and this is true for almost every feature, you know, since R11, is that you can combine all this stuff together. So it's this really beautiful additive creative process that they introduce dynamics and then they introduce soft body dynamics and then they introduce uh, um, Voronoi fracture and then they introduce um, dynamic collisions and, 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 and all of those things um, can be smashed together in a really beautiful way and, and, and they all combine together to create kind of, like you said, a sandbox that allows us to go in there and, and really build up something beautiful as an artist. And um, as these, as, as you think about Houdini, that is a very specific program that says we need this to do this exact thing. And I need to go almost code it to, to do it. It, it, it. Knowing just enough about Houdini is it's not as much of a sandbox as it is more like that home Depot metaphor that you can do almost anything in it but you really got to know how to use each tool and really be uh, really be um, studied on what each node does. So as long as Cinema 4D gets to the same point with these nodes where an artist can just come in and start messing with them, but then you can still open up the hood and get your hands dirty and get in there, I think we'll be fine. I think it's okay if, if it gets more complex and, and appeals to a Houdini world as long as that's not the default, right? So you can do so much crazy stuff with dynamics and uh, even thinking particles or even the particle system in general, or Espresso or these new nodes. But as long as there's that surface level that makes it easy for uh, a, a new person or uh, even just people new to 3D to understand, that that has to be there for uh, to, to keep this maxonification and the, the reason we really just love cinema um uh like to keep it in everyone's in in everyone's workflow right yeah i i get it yeah i think it's a really delicate balance for them to like they need to make it function with the new core and like uh, you know the, all the nodes are a huge part of that but uh, they do need they can't lose sight of that ease of use because that really is the that's the that's the foundational dna of the program and yeah. I think you can't you can't get away from that. And and yeah, I'm 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 really hopeful that that it will eventually become uh, a really nice, easy for new users to pick up kind of thing. And like you said, like they don't have to go under the hood. That's totally fine. Um, the other thing that I want to touch on too is is I really want them. I think we need a particle system native so badly that it blows my mind that we still don't have one. Like it, it just has become, and every 3D application that I've ever used in my entire career, there are, there are uh, two major things that every single one of them needs to have. A really good built-in renderer that you don't have to pay extra money for and a particle system. And I'll throw dynamics in there too. <laughs> but, but like that, those are like the foundational things, man. Like let's please, can we please get uh, Redshift built-in default and can we please get uh, a particle system in cinema 40 please my god how great would that be how great would that be um that that's uh hopefully an amazing new world as as honestly maxon's been adding a lot of new stuff like redshift it's now at least a part of the family and we're seeing more and more integration um man that's exciting to think about one tool like that that can that can kind of 
give you that much power. Um, all right, we got a few more questions left, and then we'll we'll head out for this one. Thank you guys so much for coming and thumbs upping and asking all these questions, and um, we really appreciate it. We love these shows, and we learn we learn a lot from you guys as well. Just seeing where what you are up to, and kind of get a gauge on who's upgraded, and even these little tips we're finding in the chat. So we appreciate you guys as well. Uh, yeah, Gabriel says uh, no rent, no built-in great renderer, no particles, no fluid. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, like three pretty big missing pieces and it's it's complex uh, that's none of those things are easy but i think that's a, a good wish list for sure um let's see here uh right we want to integrate redshift yeah i mean i think the integration with redshift is is getting a little bit better um it's obviously now a part of their package so if you get the max on one you obviously get redshift and some other new tools that they've been adding recently um, and it's definitely getting closer to that for sure. But I think the particle yeah. system is a good, good way to think of it. I mean, I saw it, I saw it happen with, um, mental Ray and Arnold at, uh, Autodesk, you know, they bought mental Ray took a while and then eventually it was the default render. And now they did the same thing with Arnold. And I really feel like, I don't know, you know, what's keeping them from doing that, but it, it definitely seems like that should be the default. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll also throw, um, there was another, uh, another thing that I think is needed, which is, uh, oh man, it was on the top of my head and now I've just lost it. Um, particles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I forget it. Uh, if it comes back to me, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just scream it out. It's been an hour and a half. Um, I know. chat as we, Chad, as we wrap up, I appreciate you, uh, crew out there watching. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, R25s, obviously, um, just over a week old at this point, as far as us being able to use it, download it. Uh, a few little kind of end of the stream uh, mentions here. If you're a Plus member, we now have R25 fully compatible. Make sure you download the latest hub. Watch the video where we show you how easy it is to transfer any library that you've used before uh, in, in Grayscale Gorilla, all of your stuff over to R25 in really, really short amount of time. Jake's got the link for you guys. Thank you so much, Jake. Appreciate that. Uh, go check that out. If you have been a previous member of Grayscale Gorilla, have bought any uh, product of ours in the past, uh, we have a very special offer for you guys to join Plus, stay up to date with everything, including all this R25 stuff, and be able to use not only anything you purchased in the past, but obviously use everything that we have, including all of our new material collections, new plugins, all the great new stuff we've been adding over the last couple of years. Um, go check out your account. We have a very special offer for you guys to join and come uh, bring uh, everything into R25. Get ready. Um, check that out. Any other news we have, we'll be off next week as far as a live stream, but then uh, we'll be back in, um, in two, uh, two weeks from tonight. Uh, and uh plus members you some of you were asking about this um layout the new chad uh layout and if he will share it with you uh chad i'll just ask you directly can you share your layout with our plus members absolutely hit me up on gsg connect in the plus channel and i will share with you my layout i have a layout that's pretty much the same for redshift arnold and octane so if you use either any of those three and you want uh, to take a look at it, come by. Awesome. Uh, big reminder for everybody, do not forget, if you're a Plus <clears throat> member, uh, join the, the Grayscale Gorilla Connect. 
uh, ask questions. The entire community helps out each other and helps each other get unstuck. I've seen it happen thousands of times in there. Come on in, join us. Uh, and also don't forget, we didn't mention it at the beginning of the stream. We have brand new training and it's all about hard surface modeling. So if you've been looking at learning how to model, we now have the very best hard surface modeling uh, training that has been hugely popular um, and recommended by uh, hundreds of artists for so many years, uh, or for a few years since it's been out by Toby Pittman. And it's called Making It Look Great uh, 11, I think it's called. So you may have even seen this training out there when looking around for modeling training. It is now included in every Grayscale Gorilla Plus membership. It's in your library and um, it is awesome. So if you've ever wanted to finally learn how to model, dig deep and learn from one of the best, you can now go do that inside of Grayscale Gorilla Plus on Gorilla U. It's right there in your library. Go check it out. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for coming, by the way. Andy's, I mean, I could just say it right now, making some incredible <clears throat> R25 training just for you guys. Stay tuned because Andy's training for R25, breaking down a lot uh, deeper than what we could do on a live show, is coming to Plus as well very soon. So uh, thank you, Andy, for working so hard on that. We're super excited to get that out. And uh, we got some nice comments here for the, the making it look great training as well. All right. Look at this. Let's end here. Joseph, I appreciate it. it says thank you, uh, Grace Gorilla team, for another flawless stream. Jake. Thank you, Jake, for all of the links. Um, Jacqueline, sorry, I, I did not get, uh, give you permission to put links, but we're going to solve that. <laughs> we're going to solve that. And uh, here we go. There's another one. If anyone's been following John Dickinson, this is how he's uh, learned modeling. And John's been very open about his progression through modeling. He's become an incredible modeler, making some incredibly detailed models and motorcycles and engines and all this crazy stuff. This is where he learned it as well. So uh, Spider Fink, sorry, you just got here. We're going to be wrapping up here, but don't forget the uh, live streams are archived on YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe and uh, you can rewatch it as well. Dean, thanks for coming. Leo, thank you all so much for coming. Chad, thank you for sharing your screen and uh, some of your initial thoughts for R25. As always, if you guys have comments, thoughts, put them down in the comments, uh, even on a replay. We read every single one of them. And uh, we learn a lot from you guys as well. So if you know how to put something in a hot corner, let me know. I want to do it, baby. All right. Thank you, everybody. Chad, thank you as always so much. Thank you, Grace Gorilla team, for showing up and helping out with the links. See you all in another live show really soon. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the podcast. Do us a favor and leave us a comment on iTunes or YouTube to let us know what you think about the show or if you have an idea for a subject we can dive into on future live shows. We read all the comments, and we really do appreciate your input. Until next time, happy rendering. <laughs>